Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio controlled. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony Cece. Tony Cece. Hey, what is going on, guys and girls? Welcome to another While My Batteries Charged podcast brought to you by Venom Power. Uh, as you guys know, Venom batteries are what power my RC cars and also charge up those batteries. So, um, wanted to talk a little bit today about the new Low-C Mini T 2.0. The legend is back, as so Losi says. Um, this is a sweet little car. I had it out for the first time yesterday because uh, I was waiting to do an unboxing, but I had a whole bunch of stuff on my desk or my bench, whatever you want to call it, studio space, and I couldn't unbox the car, and I wanted to do that because there's not a ton of unboxing videos of it showing the car and everything that it comes with. So uh, I went ahead and finally got to doing that among all the other things I have going on, and uh, then immediately put it on the charger. And uh, I was, the first thing, I'm just going to say, I'm impressed by the battery life that it had. I went probably 20 minutes with it yesterday on a single charge of that 650 milliamp hour 2S LiPo battery. It is only 20C, so it's a lower discharge rate, but... Um, it was impressive. It just kept going. After 10 minutes, I was like, all right, I think I've kind of talked out this one. I was, you know, doing a run video explaining it, what was feeling, what I was feeling and uh, how I thought it handled. And I was like, all right, well, I, I don't have a whole lot else to talk about, but it's still going. Um, and then I basically ran it for a little bit more to get a couple shots for Instagram or whatever. Uh, and I ran it for another eight minutes or so. And then I ran it for like two more minutes or three or five. I don't know. It was, it was a while. I wish I'd have kept it recording because it would have told me how long exactly I was running it, but I'm guessing it was upwards of 20 minutes. And when you're running this thing, you pretty much run it on full most of the time because it, it's not the fastest car in the world. I mean, it's an 18th scale, so it's small in general. Uh, so it's really quick. I'll say that. So if you had a small racetrack for this thing, it would feel fast because it's really quick. Um, it gets up to speed quickly. It turns and moves and, and, and it's just, it looks super quick. Uh, but that high end man it, on a straightaway, you feel it, you feel it hit that high end pretty quick. Um, and it's not very fast. So, uh, there's a couple things you could do. You could probably gear up a little bit on the motor if you wanted with the pinion gear. I've opted to go with a hobby wing, um, 5200 kv brushless motor with an 18 amp esc it's a combo that they have um i found it on ebay it was like 45 dollars uh they also have it on on uh amazon for 46 dollars ish i think plus three or so shipping or no it's free shipping uh, i think i paid three dollars shipping on ebay uh, but it didn't have the prime or anything when you got it as a combo on amazon and so it also came with a tuning card for it um, anyway, so I have that in the mail. What I really want for it though, is I really want to try that new dynamite 6,000 KV motor ESC combo where the ESC is built right into the motor. That just intrigues me a little bit. So when you do move to these, you will have to have some sort of, uh, 
receiver transmitter setup because it's running a combo in this thing. And when you remove that original ESC combo, uh, transmitter combo or receiver, uh, you're not going to have your uh, <laughs> ability to drive the car unless you have another way to bind it up to a transmitter. So I have Spectrum stuff I can put in there. Um, I heard somebody pointing out a, um, a receiver you could get to bind with that controller if you wanted to keep that nice little small controller. I'd rather, I've got the money invested in the Spectrum stuff, I'd rather just move over to that because it really does feel like a little race buggy. I mean, it's really controlled. The shocks out of the box are pretty impressive. The dampening on it feels really good for a $130 Truggy um, two-wheel drive. So yeah, let me talk about some of the specs of this thing. So uh, it's running a 1.5 millimeter aluminum chassis on it. So that's an upgrade from what it was with the 1.0. That's cool to see. In my video, I thought that the um, the desert truck and the uh, the Truggy shared basically the same chassis, but I was wrong. Um, so the Truggy chassis is more similar than the uh, desert buggy one that I showed in my unboxing video um, as a comparison. Uh, but still, they did move the motors now mid-motor mount instead of uh, rear motor mount. And so that's been great as far as just how it handles in the air and on the ground. Um, it feels much more planted. Um, it is running out of the box. It's a 47 turn brush motor. I believe it's a 280 can, uh, is what it said on the, on the can itself, uh, has a 20 amp two in one ESC receiver, which I was just talking about or RX. Um, it does have a servo saver and, a, a spectrum SX 107 servo. It's kind of like the dig servo that they use in the Capra. Uh, but it has full ball bearings throughout, except for the steering. Um, and waterproof electronics, and it's got the suspension geometry they said of the 22T, which is pretty cool. Um, it is running the BK bar tires in 18th scale. I want to get more of a dirt tread, I think, for tires, uh, at least for the rears. And then, um, I'm not sure what I want to do with the fronts yet, but um, do want to make a little bit more like an off road go in the dirt kind of car. This, this feels more like a carpet or like really tacky clay setup to me. Although I'm not a racer, so I don't really know <laughs> all of that that much. But um, yeah, it definitely felt like a really good performer. And it, it is fully ready to run out of the box. And, you know, you plug in the battery, let it charge for a little bit. And then you put in the AAA batteries into the top of the transmitter which is weird the whole top of it just pops off of the transmitter off the handle it's kind of weird um i don't know why they did it that way if it's for packing it down even smaller or what but um pretty interesting how they did that um but uh yeah overall guys i think this thing's a winner there's lots of option parts coming out for it some of them are already out i already bought the aluminum shock upgrade kit um for it and then I plan to get some of the other hop-ups. I'm, I'm waiting to see what other people come up with for it or if there's going to be versions that are in color. All of the ones from Losi right now are black aluminum parts, which is cool, but I'm always curious to see what else is going to come out. Um, so I am waiting a little bit on buying some of those pieces. Uh, but it's pretty cool that they've already got quite a few hop-ups out there for it. I bought a clear body for mine. And I bought extra arms because people were saying on the the group, there's a group on Facebook, a Losi Mini T group that was started up, uh, I think by Greg Sopa. 
and um, lots of people in there sharing videos and thoughts on them. That's where I found out about the motor while I'm waiting to get the dynamite motor. I figured I'd put a brushless in anyway. And so I ordered up that hobby wing one. And so that's in the mail and as well as new arms, because I have been seeing a lot of people breaking a arms right where the seam is on them. So it's kind of interesting. I felt like mine hit kind of awkward a few times coming off the jump and it didn't break and it was even cold outside. So I don't know if they're on like tent scale tracks and they're like literally landing into the, like the landing of a jump cause they didn't make the whole thing. They didn't clear it uh, or what, or if they're up to brushless speed now and they're going a little bit faster than I was when they were hitting. So it's, it's interesting to me. I thought there was a couple of mine where it hit kind of weird or even coming into my driveway where I tried to come into the driveway, but the, the, um, the gap, I guess, I don't know what, it was almost like running into a wall because the driveway in certain sections sits so much higher than the road below. And, uh, it just smacked into it like it hit a wall. And I thought, Oh, if anything's going to break it, that would have, but none of my a arms broke or even cracked in going over it. So, um, or maybe just some of them when they're molded together, don't fully adhere along that seam. I don't know. I, you know, but I've had pretty decent luck with mine on that first run with a couple hits that I did take. I'll of course get many more runs through this thing and hopefully we're going to have a track opening up here locally again soon that we'll be able to take it on and, uh, get some more run footage, but on a track because, uh, we're getting a new coastal RC raceway, uh, coming to Virginia beach area, not really Virginia beach. I don't think, I think it's Chesapeake, which is actually where I live. And so I'm excited about that. It's coastal RC indoor speedway and hobbies is the actual name of the, um, the tracks as well as, uh, I think they're going to have a small shop in there as well, but they're going to have on road, off road, all of that. It's going to be carpet tracks, which is exciting because cars won't get as dirty. Um, <laughs> traction is going to remain pretty consistent throughout. So that'll be uh, pretty cool. I've never run carpet track before. So, uh, yeah, needless, needless to say, I'm very excited. It looks like they've put in some awesome work there. So shout out to them for the work that they're doing to, uh, to help the RC hobby in the Virginia beach area. Chesapeake, uh, was just say Hampton roads, uh, because this is going to be a game changer having a, a track set up again. So, uh, hopefully we'll get a lot of support out there and people out there running to, uh, keep the doors open. So I encourage people to go there when they want to run and I will be going there as well and uh, putting in uh, money to, to help keep it open. So uh, yeah, so we'll hopefully we'll get some better footage for you than just running around in my cul-de-sac with the little jumps that I had out there. I figured they were probably a better scale than uh, the larger kicker ramp. Um, so I just, those have been nice and easy. Those are actually Jeremy's ramps. He kind of left them here, told, told me to keep them with this stuff. So, um, I just bring them out of the garage whenever I bring out the clod busters or I run smaller cars like that. And, uh, they've been great. I actually probably need to get a couple more sets of them so I can uh, include them in side by side, uh, racing. Cause that's the other thing I've been doing here, but that'll be a different podcast with my kids is retro racing in the driveway. And so I'll do a podcast about that coming up here. Probably next one I'll talk about that. It's been a lot of fun. So, uh, but thanks for tuning in as always, guys. 
we're going to head out and I've got a lot of work to get done for work. Uh, it's been a really busy season. So, uh, it's been a while since the lad pod, last podcast, Blah. I'm getting my mouth all dried out from talking for the past, however many minutes it's been. But, uh, again, thank you for tuning in guys. If you have ideas or you want to know anything, ha- have a topic for me to talk about in the podcast, be sure to let me know in the comments on Facebook or message me and I'll try to get to it. This is a, a quick, easy way for me to do like uh, question and answer type things as well through the podcast to just address things that you guys may have about the channel, about a car, about whatever it may be, uh, charging batteries, whatever. So let me know in the comments and uh, we'll catch you next time. Have fun RCing, guys.